You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender Podcast. This is episode 25, and the topic today is one that I find very interesting, and on the surface, might sound pretty boring. But it may just be the highest chance you have of building real wealth, and it's called cost averaging. Before we get into it, though, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you out there listening. The podcast is nearly at 15,000 downloads, which is pretty crazy. And I've got some great guests lined up that I know you're going to love. And I think you're going to get a lot of value from the conversations that I have with them. Okay, what then is cost averaging, which you may have heard being called dollar cost averaging, pound cost averaging, or rupee cost averaging. It really doesn't matter the currency, the concept is exactly the same. And in this episode, I'm going to refer to it as cost averaging because pound cost averaging just doesn't have the same ring to it. Okay, so it might be helpful to start with a definition of cost averaging. So according to Investopedia.com, cost averaging is an investment strategy in which an investor divides up the total amount to be invested across periodic purchases of a target asset in an effort to reduce the impact of volatility on the overall purchase. The purchases occur regardless of the asset's price and at regular intervals. In effect, this strategy removes much of the detailed work of attempting to time the market in order to make purchases of equities at the best prices. Cost averaging is also known as the constant dollar plan. Okay, now that was a bit of a word salad, but to put that into simple terms, you are just investing your money into the stock market on autopilot every single month without even thinking about it or worrying about the price of the stock or index that you are going to buy. And by doing this, you are removing the emotion of trying to buy at the right time, which people are not good at. It's a passive form of investing and almost entirely hands-off approach, as you could potentially set up your payment, pay every single month into the platform, go about your business for many years, and just let that money grow in the background. Cost averaging helps with two human emotions that could potentially ruin your financial future. And they are fear and greed. This method stops you from piling money into you know, whatever the newest hot stock is that you see on the news or here on social media and prevents you from selling investments when the stock market crashes. Oh, and if you haven't noticed, the stock market will crash. Sometimes you'll be buying shares at a premium when the stock market is up and then when the stock market crashes like now and everybody's panicking and every, you know the world's going to end, you are buying stocks at a massive discount. By doing this, you smooth out the bumps over time and hopefully providing consistent returns. You are reducing volatility, which is essentially the up and down swings of the stock market in the short term. A good example of cost averaging would be a workplace pension. Every single month before you are paid, a percentage of your pre-tax salary is deducted and added to your pension pots, hopefully with a good match from your employer. And the reason this method exists is it forces people to save for their futures. If pensions had to be organised individually by everybody after they were paid, there would be a lot more people reaching retirement age with nothing in their bank account. And then that would put more pressure on the government to fund their retirements using the state pension. On a side note, the pension auto-enrolment scheme was introduced in 2012, where employees of companies in the UK were automatically enrolled into the company pension with a pension match unless you opted out. 
this is a little bit like when you're tricked into receiving marketing on a website where you have to tick a box to say you don't want it. They're utilizing a psychological trick by making it easier to pay into your pension than it is to not. And as I said, the motivation for this is to prevent more of a burden on the state pension. The hope is that people investing in their own future will have built up a decent nest egg in their own pensions. It might be worth going back and checking that you don't have any pension pots from previous employees that you've forgotten about because you could transfer them all over into one SIP or self-invested personal pension where you have control over all of your pensions in one place. Obviously, you don't have to do this, but I did it myself a couple of years ago and found that I had a total of £4,000 across four different pensions. So I just opened up a SIP and chucked it all into my Vanguard platform. And now I control exactly where I invest my money. And I also know exactly what fees I'm paying. So a good question you might want to ask yourself is, is it better to invest a lump sum of money within the stock market or to drip feed it in using cost averaging? And the answer, quite simply, is to invest a lump sum. And this has been shown in a 2012 Vanguard study where they produced a paper showing that over time, a lump sum does actually outperform cost averaging as you've just got more time in the stock market for your money to get to work. The problem I see with this is, and you might be screaming right this second, is that not everybody is fortunate enough to have a lump sum of money ready to invest. So cost averaging is actually the only practical way to invest over the long term for most people. Don't fear. Cost averaging still provides great results and a good way to look at it is that that is the best way to invest in the stock market for you unless of course you have a large windfall come your way or have a ton of money sitting in your account and you're prepared to put it all into the stock market. And even if you did have a lump sum, would you have the nerve to invest it all at once? Would you panic when the stock market crashes or would you hold off putting it in because the time's not right and the market's just too high at the moment? This is where cost averaging really helps. You feel less pain when the stock market crashes because you're buying stocks at a discount. And then when the stock market rises, your portfolio amount goes up. So you don't actually mind paying a little bit more for those stocks. So I wanted to walk you through the 2012 Vanguard study because it really does help the average investor understand that the best way to invest for the average person is just to invest regularly. So the paper is only eight pages long and it's really easy to digest. So just search 2012 Vanguard cost averaging study on Google and you're going to find it. So Vanguard looked at three different countries, stock markets and currencies. They looked at the UK, the US and Australia, and they used different time frames across the markets to get a good spread of time. And in this study, with the lump sum amount, they used a figure of one million pounds or dollars. And when comparing it to cost averaging, they used the same amount. They just spread it out over 10 years and drip fed the investment every six months. They used a large range of asset allocations, meaning they used the same figures in a 100% stock portfolio and also portfolios that contain bonds. And what they found is that the lump sum investment outperforms cost averaging two thirds of the time, meaning that 66% of the time, on average, you will be better off investing with a lump sum. For me, though, the most interesting part of the entire study is that the difference isn't actually that much. The lump sum investing outperformed cost averaging by just 1.3% in Australia and 2.3% in the US. Now, the paper concludes by stating that if the markets are heading in an upward direction, then it makes sense to put as much money as you can into the market for as long as possible for compounding to work its magic. However, they do state that cost averaging has the benefit of removing the high emotion of putting a large sum of money in. 
And then they go on to talk about how past performance is an indication of future returns. However, the market has always head in an upward direction over time. And as a result of that, we can make an educated assumption that over time, they will continue to do the same thing. Okay, so that's all great. But if you haven't actually started investing and you are liking the sound of this cost averaging thing, how do you actually go about doing it? Well, firstly, you need to choose an investment platform. And there are plenty to choose from, but I tell absolutely everybody to focus on how much you pay in fees and then look at the fund choices before signing up. The most important thing is to get an account open and set up a stocks and shares ISA, the account that so many people do not know exists. I would then invest in index funds, which if you haven't heard me talk about already, is basically a collection of stocks that mimic the stock market. And a good example of this is the S&P 500, which is the top 500 companies in the US. And the S&P 500 has had average returns of 11 to 12% in the last 93 years. So by doing this, you're spreading your money across the market rather than investing into one company that may potentially go bust. In an index fund, if one goes bust, it's just replaced by another. You pretty much know nothing about it. The important thing to remember here, though, is to set up automatic monthly payments to invest. This can be done with most platforms, and all you need to do is choose a date when you want the payment to leave your account and decide which index fund you want to invest in. You will then get the benefits over the long term of cost averaging, and it doesn't require any extensive knowledge at all of investing or even the stock market or the news. You can put your feet up, get a cup of coffee, and do not let the media scaremongering force you into buying or selling at the, in quotes, right time. So to conclude, investing with a lump sum is better than cost averaging, but only by a small margin of around 2.3% at the most. I think cost averaging is the best way for most people to invest, including me. It means that you can choose a monthly amount that you can afford to be invested each month into the stock market, and then you can just let your money snowball over time into the future where you can build up a decent part. If, however, you do have a large sum of money to invest, yes, putting that into the stock market should give you greater returns in the future. Do not discount emotions around investing a lump sum. For many people who are new to investing, the feeling of putting a large sum of money into the stock market could cause them all sorts of stress and worry. It could even feel like gambling. Of course, that doesn't apply to everybody. But remember that personal finance and investing is as much about controlling your emotion, if not more so, than knowledge. For me, if I came across a lump sum of money, yeah, I will likely invest it. But I'll continue with my current strategy of investing 10% of my monthly income into index funds until I begin spending it whenever or whatever retirement looks like for me. And there you have it, cost averaging. Hopefully that gives you a good understanding of what cost averaging is and why you should definitely be doing it. Go back and look at the 2012 Vanguard study and get yourself motivated to build wealth. If you are already cost averaging, keep it up. And if you haven't started yet, stop procrastinating and start small. I mean it, start with a pound, but just start. It's okay, you will build up how much you invest monthly over time. Remember though, before we go, nothing in this episode is specific financial or investment advice tailored for you. And if you do require advice for your personal circumstances, you should go and speak to a financial advisor. Guys, thank you once again for listening. Until next week, peace. Peace.